0: Welcome to a special edition of Football Fancast for England fans My name's Alan and I'm joined by Neil Hi there sports fans And Matt Hello everyone, it's a pleasure to be here Although I'm not a happy bunny at the minute Well the word fun can't really be associated with the national team at the moment But we're going to try and give you half an hour of a fun-packed fancast First of all all, discussing the England-Spain game Uh, We've got a question of the podcast We've got a question of the week a 60 second debate Is it too early to write off Steve McLaren? I'm going to be saying that he's,
1: he's at his time He's not good enough Tactically inept The last four performances have shown us that
2: And uh, we should cut our losses before it's too late And Matt, you're going to argue against that? Well, surprise, surprise Everyone's getting on a bandwagon been reading the sun too much this morning, haven't you Neil? Um, and you want to get rid of him Before he's even had a chance to make an impact Well, talking of bandwagons We've got the age-old problems That we're going
0: to discuss in England Matters uh, left-sided debate, Gerard and Lampard, all those old questions that get trotted out after every poor performance. We're going to give you your our, our opinion, whether you like it or not. <laughs> We're going to close with a little preview on the Israel and Andorra games coming up, which are going to be crucial in our quest to qualify for the European Championships. But first, over to Neil for a question of the podcast.
1: Yeah, that's right. I've have got a I've got a question for all you listeners out there to think about over the next 30 minutes or so. It's been four years since England have lost at home. Can you name the team that they last lost to and what was the score? So we'll
0: be revealing that at the end of the podcast. We'll also have a question a week at the end of the podcast and you can access that on the website www.footballfancast.com and anything you want to say about today's show you can email england at footballfancast.com that's right. We've got
1: a uh, we've got a full website up there now. So we've got a fans forum. So if there's any topics that you want to contribute to yourselves, um, get on there, log in, and uh, and
0: let's know what your thoughts are. So the England Spain game, guys. pre um, Prematch, uh, I think a lot of people were maybe thinking, what's the point of this game? Um, what what could you see as the points being? Well. With so many players
2: out
1: Was it really worth Turning up I don't
2: know uh, Did they turn up Was the question um, It looked like We were playing with Half a team out there The way that Spain Were knocking the ball Around
1: But the value Of having a friendly It's It's such a Such a long debate You need to give Players experience You need to put them Through tough opponents Like that And Spain are a good side It's a good Opportunity to showcase The future of England Get people comfortable With it But like uh, Coming out of it I think It's only a negative thing to have a friendly when you play badly.
0: Yeah, I mean, international managers do need time with their teams. Um, But maybe we should revert to what some of the other teams do, and that's just have a get-together rather than player-friendly. Because, you know, especially now, in hindsight, looking at the, the kind of things that have been said after the defeat and the performance... It's certainly it, done it, nothing for the confidence, done, it's has it? It's done nothing for them at all.
1: Do you like the idea that they are doing they do rugby and stuff like that? They they actually have games against like England A versus England B, or uh, we'll mix it up and actually sort of televise that. I think that would be a great opportunity to to see
2: and really pitch top quality players against one another. Mm. Well, mm. I'm 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 more of the fence that I think that you know friendlies are a good idea if you actually implement. Players that you know will be used in the future, um, and systems that might might well come up in the future. Now, you know you can learn things that you can learn if players are ready for international football, things like that. And I just think that the way that the I mean the starting eleven was put out was you know we weren't going to ever learn anything from this game, and um, you know losing and a drop of confidence was also a negative. Yeah, so going into the game, um, I don't think it was
0: very positive going in. It's certainly not very positive coming out. The formation last night. What it left it? a lot to be desired. Any what? ideas
2: Yeah, Email in, guys, if you know actually what formation
0: the England midfield yep, will play. England at footballfancast.com, if and you know exactly
2: what way the uh, players will wind uh, up. anyone can find Frank Lampard, he's wandering around Manchester now going, I'm still not sure where I am, where I should be. Somebody tell me, please. <laughs> I know, he was all
1: over the place, wasn't he? But uh, I was glad to see the keeper in. Um, Foster, really good opportunity for him to get a bit of experience under his belt. He's been playing well at Watford, hasn't he? One
0: positive, he he dragged them up out of the Championship last season uh, with his performances there. And he looks fantastic. Um, he's got lots of saves to make in the Premiership at the moment, obviously because he's playing for a team that's struggling. Uh, but that, he, he really is coming to the fore. I was surprised at his inclusion. I knew he'd be in the squad, but I didn't think he'd start. But I was very pleased that he did start, and
2: I'd like to see more of him. It's definitely good to let Robbo know that he's got some competition, you know. Mm. Um, I think that was often a a criticism we labelled at Eriksson that he would, you know, no one, everyone knew that Beckham was never going to get dropped, and uh, certain players were, you know, had their concrete boost, the untouchables. Yeah, yeah, the untouchables. Yeah, competition, uh, competition for places is is a great thing to have.
0: Um, Whether or not you could say that Ashley Cole's got anything to be worried about with Phil Neville. Uh, starting yeah, at left exactly back last insane.
1: night For me, that is Stephen McLaren going over his words He said, he was talking pre-match about uh, square pegs
2: in round holes And I think Phil Neville was a square peg in a round hole last night And I think it showed Yep. I mean, Phil Neville, is he going to play any further part in any other games? You know, if we've got dramatic injuries, then maybe so But, you know, ugh, Gareth Barry, that's, you know He's a young, talented left-sided player Happy to play at the back Give him a chance When you've got Bridge and Ashley Cole out. That's, that is the point Of friendlies Giving yeah. people An opportunity yeah.
0: um, McLaren can't have it Both ways can he He can't say that He wants to see New players And he wants to Have a chance To have, have friendlies And to not put Square pegs in round holes And then go and play Phil Neville
2: at left back mm-hmm. And also I mean We've mentioned What more all... do you need To know about Phil Neville Exactly And I mean Is he ever going to Play Lampard on the left Probably You know, Not apparently He was playing there Last night He's not going to Play there in a Competitive game Why bother with him there yeah, no, exactly. I mean, if anything, give Downing another shot because he hasn't played that well. The for him,
0: formation, but... the
2: formation did look like uh, Wright
0: Phillips on the right, and then any one of three of the other central midfielders to just go out on the left whenever they fancied it, and it showed because all of our attacks in that bright opening seven minutes did come down the right hand side. Reading through the um, the, the papers
1: uh, after after the match, a lot of journalists have described that formation as a four one three two. And I'm not too sure who makes up which pieces of that Presumably Carrick is the one holding midfielder And then the three rotate But to me it just looked like Sean Wright Phillips was stuck out on the right as you say And we tried to get the ball out to him I thought he started uh, brightly shall I, try, shall
0: I try and decipher what I thought it was uh, I thought it was four, one, two, one on his own Another one on his own Another
2: one on his own And one up front yeah. So if that's Plan B, we're in serious trouble.
1: Yeah. It's uh, oh Jesus, but I mean, Sean Ruff I thought he played really well when he start when he started off, but then he faded, didn't
0: he? The the thing is with him that I mean it's well documented that he's not getting many starts down at Chelsea. But the other thing is is that he's a he's a big confidence player and he's got the excuse that he's not playing in these games. But then when he is getting the chance for England, he's not really doing it and. You know, how how do you actually overcome that before you put him in an England team? It, it seems ludicrous that someone should start more for England than they do for their club.
2: I, mean, I think, I think, in fairness, I think Lennon probably would have started in front of him if uh, Lennon didn't get ill again. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, it was a good bright start by um, Dyer and Wright Phillips in the first ten minutes. We created some good chances. We were ha- um, hassling them with the ball, and we actually was thinking for a minute this might actually be a half decent friendly performance, which. Be the first in my lifetime, um, but no, it went sadly downhill and the the next eighty seven or eighty three minutes, whatever it was, was pretty much watching Spain and watching Xavi knock it around the centre of the park. It was
1: a uh, it, it was pretty bad. Two shots on target in the whole game. Yeah. Um, one in the first couple of minutes, one in the last couple of minutes. Wow! I mean, what more do we need yeah. to know about about that? I mean, that was just such a boring performance. I mean, it is.
0: It is. A fact that there are less goals in international football now, even when uh, you know big teams are playing against the so-called minnows, and mm. that is because most international teams are set up to not concede first, and then you know go out for, go out for the win second, which we saw under sven and Eriksson, um, and those negative tactics are just an unfortunate part of the international game at the moment. Mm. Uh, you saw with Greece winning the European European Championships. Uh, they won it with a good defence, they didn't win it with a good all-round team And I think that's just that's just something that is, is a problem in international football at the moment So then you've got McLaren thinking to himself Do I go out not to lose this game or do I go out to win it? And I think in a friendly, when there's nothing to lose If it had gone out there all guns blazing last night and lost 3-2 But scored a good couple of goals and it had been a good performance Would that have been better than losing 1-0? I don't know
2: what do you think? Uh, it, did, it did come across as far too negative. We didn't look like we wanted to lose. I mean, I mean, let's let's say we were playing against good opposition. Well, Crouch
1: um, was up front on his own, wasn't
0: it? So I didn't think we'd score if we'd played four games on the trot last night. With that yeah, game. I mean,
2: well, I'll just come back to my point. I think Spain are a good team. I mean, let's not just heavily criticise the way England performed. I mean, let's remember that Spain are, you know, a well-classed team and they keep the ball really well and did frustrate us. Um, with keeping the ball, and I think if we'd gone up and got the goal like they had, I mean there wasn't much between the teams last night, and we did have an inexperienced side out, so you could say really if we'd sneak that goal rather than they had, we would be sitting there going, you know, we've beaten Spain with the, you know load of youngsters in the team. Yeah. It was it was it was that close to call. Cool. I mean I don't think Spain were very good either. if, if I'm no. I,
1: I suppose it's not all doom and gloom when you look at the list of players that were out: John Terry, Aaron Lennon, Joe Cole, Ashley Cole, Mike Owen. Owen Hargreaves, Wayne Rooney, you know those teams are going to ma- those players are going to make a
0: big difference for any team. Well, that's probably why England are still second favourites for the European Championships. I mean, would that carry any of your money, guys? I
1: probably wouldn't stick money on it because I, I unfortunately, I'm a bit of a pessimist when it comes to England.
0: But if we can get that starting eleven out, is it? Is that is that a world class
1: team? I'm gonna I'm gonna touch my sixty second debate here because we have got world class players, we've got world class talent, you know, and I just don't think we've got a world class manager, Matty. Okay, that that was about ten seconds. <laughs> I'll, be so back, I'll be back. back, Alan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was about ten seconds, so you're gonna have a fifty second debate uh, yeah. <laughs> as as a, as a penalty for uh, mentioning most of your points. Um, but I mean, in conclusion, the game highlights. Um, there was. Uh, they, were, they missed the chance very early on, didn't they, Spain?
2: Um, they could Morientes, Morientes that, yeah. That he's still rubbish. He's still a bit rubbish.
1: He's scoring goals in, in Spain, mm-hmm. apparently. To be fair, that was a
2: great move. Best move of the game, wasn't it? Villa, uh, Villar, yeah. I think his name is, was down the right. I think he was the best player on the, on, on the park last night. Yeah. Ferdinand and uh, Woodgate just went for a walk over on the left when, uh,
0: when uh, Morientes came in there.
1: Yeah. And then... Uh, Uh, Woodgate didn't really cover himself in glory Did he? Um, Coming back into The the England fold after three years I thought he was at fault for the goal Yeah I I thought it was
0: It's an all round solid performance By Woodgate and I think he's been playing well uh, For Middlesbrough all season But in international football you can't afford to make that one mistake Because everyone's going to remember that and, And that's exactly what's happened I thought it was a great goal It was a very well taken goal And that's
1: what uh, McLaren was saying after the game He said, well you can't legislate for a goal like that Mm. Well, you probably can't But I think you can legislate for the rest of the performance And the the tactics I certainly certainly wouldn't put any uh, Blame at
0: Foster's
2: No, 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 not at all I
0: thought he was was solid throughout So, I mean, game in conclusion A 1-0 defeat And do these friendlies do anything But we're going to have a rapid player rundown Of the players that played last night With yeah. three lines So this is uh, this is basically Us summing
1: up each England player's performance In a couple of words And we'll start from the back and work our way
2: forward I've got my rapid pants on, let's go Good stuff, uh, Foster Blameless. Robbo should be worried as much as Spurs fans are Phil Neville So what's the point of these friendlies then? Why play an 84 year old centre midfielder at left back However he was still poor by his rather low standards Woodgate One small positive, however should have been tighter for the goal Rio <laughs> yeah, done Rio all, but he'd, yeah, Excuse me gentlemen He done alright but doesn't appear to lead like Terry and looked a little bit lost without him Gary Neville Marginally better than his slightly slightly uglier brother Fat Frank um, Not sure he or anyone else in midfield knew where they were playing last night and it showed Carrick Awful, awful, awful Couldn't put a pass together Hargreaves has made that position his own without even playing Sean Wright Phillips Wanted to impress in front of his daddy but sadly didn't Dyer uh, good to see him back If he stays fit He could and should Feature more in the future The robot crouch uh, The ref was on his back All game Didn't give him a chance But then the fans Were on his back By the end of it as well Not his best uh, display And quickly the subs Barry Should have started Richard Looks like an excellent Neville replacement Carragher Solid Defoe No impact Downing Poor Barton uh, Why is he given five minutes um, I'm forgetting the point Of these friendlies Yeah I'd like
1: to, I would
0: have liked To see more of Barton That would have been A good use of the friendly yeah, definitely. I, I, I well, I, is is Bart an international class though? Coming back to, is he really going to start? Is well, that's him? how you find out with friendlies like that. And exactly. Again, an opportunity missed by McLaren, I think. And talking of Steve McLaren, is it too early to write him off because he's been written off everywhere? And that is the subject of our sixty-second debate. Okay, so cue the music, and uh, well, I'm going to be going against. You're going to go against Steve McLaren and agree with those uh, newspapers, as we said earlier, Nils. so when you're ready. My
1: time starts now. Okay, well, two good results out of seven. 4-0 to Greece and 1-0 at Macedonia. But they're not well-beaters, are they? Um, are we asking too much? No, we're not. Uh, we're England. We invented football. Uh, we've got great players, world-class quality such as Lampard, Gerard, Terry, Owen, Rooney, Ferdinand. I could go on. And McLaren just puts a spin on it all. Uh, All he's saying is that that we can't can't gear up, but the facts actually prove themselves. Four games, one goal, no victory. What do you say about that? Well, uh, we've been poor for ages. Under Sven, uh, McLaren was involved. Uh, His defensive tactics have come through. What did he achieve as a club manager? Absolutely nothing. No tactics, poor motivation, lack of a plan B... With our world class players around, uh, we've we've got a chance to go into to break things, but with an average manager, this will ultimately cost us. The FA should act quick and decisive
2: and make a change now. Good stuff Neil. And on to Matt to argue against that. Okay, it's a pretty easy one, that was a poor debate there, Neil. I almost fell asleep halfway through. I think you made some sort of point about Ericsson or something. Right, I'll go then. Should we give him a chance? Yes, we should. This is a typical English response that Neil's putting forward. Happens at club le- level frequently. You need to give people a chance. You need to give people time to affect the team and put their ideas across. He's only had seven games, okay? Let's look at those seven games. He had a cracking start. The first three results were excellent, scored about 12 goals. Um, then we had Croatia, a tough place to go. Okay, the Macedonia game was a shocker, but you can't tear someone apart from one result. Um, the other games were friendlies against good opposition, so let's all get off his back. Um, perhaps a reason why they underperform is that we have got consistently high expectations of them um, regardless of who they're playing we think they should win every single time let's uh, get behind them and not against them um, the players have const- uh, constantly referred to him as being positive he's created a good atmosphere in the squad despite the results and I think that's going to continue in the future the injuries he's had hasn't, haven't helped and the country was crying out for an English manager let's not get rid of him after two weeks in the gym great stuff guys well, let us know exactly what you think
0: on both sides of that debate. England at footballfancast.com and take a look at the website www.footballfancast.com and you can also uh, access the forum there and debate that. Now, we've got a special section called England Matters coming up and we've got a number of age old problems that seem to raise their head in the media at this time whenever uh, England go through a bad a bad uh, a bad period and neil you 've got those questions now, yeah,
1: these are the, these are the things that just come up time and time again, so what we 're going to do is we 're going to try and answer them quickly, efficiently, bang, 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 one after another, and the six questions i 'm going to challenge you two boys to come up with uh, an appropriate answer, so first one to Alan, okay, can lamps and
0: Gerard play together i don 't think they can. Uh, do you give them half each, possibly?
2: Uh, I'd just slightly favour Gerard, Matty? Uh, I think they should be able to play together um, But then how do you get Hargreaves in the team And how, is Carrick in there as well They just need a clear vision And McLaren's not giving it that in the minute Once they get that I think they'll be better together I don't think they're going to do it I, I think the two of them together Doesn't work, it
1: hasn't worked Under two managers, let's scrap it Get someone else in there That's my thought How does the FA's England Fans Player of the Year Owen Hargreaves
2: fit into the England team when he's fit. I think he's got to play in front of the midfield and then you've got to have uh, in front of the defence. and then you've got to give Lampard and Gerrard a bit of space in front of him to work their magic like they're doing in the Premiership. I don't think that offers any chance uh,
0: going forward if you do that. I think you're wasting a position there. I would I would play Hargreaves, Gerrard and Lampard if he's got to be in the team. I'd play them in a straight line in front of the defense. Good stuff,
1: good stuff. Okay, left-sided problem. It's been there for
2: ages. Who should we play to solve it? Uh, Well, I'd put Joe Cole in as soon as he's fit. He's not an overly left-sided player, but I think he'll do a job there. While he's out, I think the only real option is Stuart Downing. Oh, I think Downing's awful. I don't think
0: Cole really proved himself apart from his great goal in the World Cup, but I don't think that one swallow makes a summer we do still need a solid left-sided player and i don't know who that is it might be gareth barry but we didn't see enough of him last night to know okay is uh, is crouch good enough to start his goal scoring record speaks for itself although i still see him and think to myself no so uh, completely Alan, i think undecided... you could score
2: four goals against jamaica to be fair come on i think everyone's you know harping back to his uh, his goal scoring record against pretty average teams um all this big talk for a um sorry all this uh, good, good feat for a big man. Talk. He's just ridiculous. He's uh, you know he's meant to be an England player. Yeah, he's got a
1: good touch for a big man.
2: Though. Yeah, but there's smaller players who are a lot better at a lot of other things, and probably better at heading than he is as well. Um, yeah, I like the way he seems to level himself out when he jumps.
0: He he, he totally negates any height advantage by uh, leveling himself out. I'm doing this with my hand, and you can't see it. So. He does sort of crouch <laughs> down, doesn't
1: he? Crouch down.
0: Yeah. Uh, when he, he
1: tries to head it. Good Neil, Next question. It's weird. Okay, uh, are Rooney and Owen too small to play
0: together? No, I think we should be playing the ball on the deck And not even thinking about where we need height Uh, International football is all about a little added spark of genius That sets you apart from other other teams And with Rooney and a fit Owen And I say fit Owen because, uh, let's face it, he hasn't been I think
2: that's the partnership to lead England to glory, if they ever get it together. Yeah, but all other inter- international teams keep the ball on the deck um, and try and work their way through defence. There's no need to lump it forward because it achieves nothing. OK. And who is England's future? Future players for me, I'm very impressed with uh, Mika Richards uh, and his game against Spain. I think he can definitely be one to take over Gary Neville's mantle at right midfield. Um, as for that, I think it's... I can't think of any more other positives. I mean, these friendlies don't really show us much.
0: Yeah, I mean, even if you dip down to the under-21s, I thought they were poor, apart from the fact they did claw it back in the last last few minutes. I don't think there are many players in that under-21 team that are at big clubs that are going to actually establish themselves. I think they'll all fall by the wayside apart from the odd one or two. And I can't even think of that one or two, and I'm including Theo Walcott. Uh, He's done nothing yet to impress me. Um, Foster last night, it was good to see him included, but... You know, I, I don't know who's going to make that jump between the two teams. I think Aaron Lennon's still young. He's he's going to be an England player. Yeah, I, to come. I'm considering him as established. That's why I didn't mention him.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. Good stuff. Well, that brings to conclusion the old age-old England questions. If you've got your own thoughts, email through England at FootballFanCast or visit the forum. We'll be putting some, some of these up there, and you can contribute there. On a side note, we've got a club. Uh, Fancast running. We've all, we've got the Arsenal and Spurs ones up currently, and we're looking for people to get involved and produce their own club shows. So if you're interested, get onto the website, visit the Become a Pod Jockey uh, area, and you can actually apply to us at footballfancast.com.
2: If you think you can do it better, email in. Get involved. Okay, so the question that
0: Neil set us at the beginning of the show. Was about England's last defeat before
2: last night in a home game. You knew it, mate, didn't you? You knew it. Oh, of course, I think. Who didn't know it? I mean, I'm an established pod jockey now, and information like this just comes to me. Uh, the answer was, of course, Denmark, and the result was 3 2. Yeah,
1: we, we started brightly in that game, but they uh, they turn it around. They turn it around. It was uh, quite a good match. So, one for you to ponder until our future show um, in. Uh, In about four or five weeks' time, when we play uh, Israel, we're going to preview that uh, that game. So, England are playing Israel on the 24th of March. Who was the first Israeli international to score
0: in the English Premier League? Tough question? Very tough question. Very, very tough question. Um, Well, you can email in and look at the website www.footballfancast.com. Email england at footballfancast.com. As Neil mentioned, we've got an Israel game and an Andorra game coming up, both away fixtures in that group. Um, it's not looking good, is it, after a defeat and
2: a draw, mm, yeah, uh, I mean, Croatia you, and Macedonia? You, you, you can't see my face, but I'm definitely looking nervous. I mean, two away games, Israel, Andorra, the way we're playing, you know, we, I, we struggle to beat them at home at the minute. Away in Israel is an interesting
0: one because I think it's going to be one of the first home games that they're hoping to play on their own turf uh, in the last few years, which which will be great for them. Um, but I think that's going to make it even more difficult for us. Yeah, I know it's a tough one, um, but I really do hope that Steve McLaren can turn it around. I know I've been slating him all of uh, all of the show. But he's, he's not going to go. He's not going to go, is he? So you might as well hope that yeah, he does turn. It he's red. got good
1: players. Uh, let's hope that he can he can pull out some managerial master strokes and, and bring us
2: bring us forward. I think it all depends on how many of the uh, how many players come back from injury. I mean, obviously the team that played against Spain is not going to be any sort of anything. That's well, gone.
0: yeah, as you said as you said at the start, Neil. Any of the players that uh, that you've got from that, from those seven or eight that you read out at the start. Even four of those back in the team Would would look a hell of a lot brighter Before we actually kick off the game Um, But I I do think On the negative side If we lose that game against Israel We could be in some serious, serious trouble Well here's hoping it doesn't happen Okay, well you've been listening to Alan, Neil and Matt On the special edition England fancast Be sure to join us The week before those Israel and Andorra games Thanks for listening Bye everyone ta
1: Football Fancast are looking for dedicated fans to produce shows for their clubs if you would like to give it a go and want to learn more visit the Become a Pod Jockey page on the website that's www.footballfancast.com if that doesn't sound like your cup of tea but you'd like to know when your show or your club is available register online and we'll let you know when it happens bye for
0: now